in the 50s and 60s, there was a book. <laughs> Shut up, CJ. JudgeCast. This is episode number 127. My name is CJ Schrader, and we are missing Jess today, but we have Brian Prilliman. Hello. 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 Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> uh, we have a very special guest on who I don't know if gets that reference. Uh, we have, oh, man. I should have asked how to say how to say your name entirely. Is it Damian Healer? Works. Hello, everyone. Close enough. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. How are you doing, guys? Doing great. Doing awesome. Thanks for being on. Well, thanks for inviting me. And it's Damien Works, Damien, 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 D, bald guy. D, bald guy. <laughs> All right. So uh, for, for, our, uh, for our listeners uh, uh, at home, uh, who, who are you? Um, I'm Damien. I'm a level four judge from Buenos Aires, Argentina. Uh, I don't know. I'm 29 years old, so <laughs> you can figure out that I started judging quite early in my life. Uh, I think I'm close to my anniversary, and it's a very big one. So yes, I've been judging for quite a long time here in Argentina, and I have been lucky to go to many places thanks to judging. So you're coming up on your 10-year anniversary? I'm probably on May 50th. 15th. 15th? Wow. Yep. Wow. I've spent more years of my life judging than not. Wow. Wow. But that's coming coming in a month and... So I, I, I don't know when are we publishing this, but it's in like two days. A day. Yeah, so it's <laughs> so it's still going to be in the future. Cool. So fifteen years. Wow. I know. Well, yeah. Also doing it since you were fourteen. Yep. That's that's amazing. Well, it's a great way to lose your hair. <laughs> Very <laughs> did early. You, did Did you lose it when you made level three or level four? When I made it to level four, because I was an RC as well at the same time. Mm. Oh. Maybe it was the RC Pro. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not <Tricky>. sure. Bad, <laughs> bad, bad news for you, Turner. Yeah. So this episode is going to be about conferences, mm-hmm. and uh, we have Damien on because Damien is in charge. He's the level four overseeing conferences. That's correct. Can you talk a little about how you became level four and possibly how you came uh, to be in charge of the conference? Do we still call it a sphere? The conference sphere? Sure. So. Sure. Sure. You can call them however you want. Okay, I will. Think I'm a Bob. So, uh, level four, I really don't know. <laughs> I guess we could say that I was one of the most experienced and involved level threes in Latin America for quite some time. Mm-hmm. I have already shown, let's say, some skills in terms of managing projects on a global scale. I was in charge of the first level two redefinition for a very long time. The one that uh, basically uh, 
lowered or brought the standards from level two back to a more achievable level, in case you remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that those were like the good, like, like the reasons that made me stood out and get to the level four point. After that, uh, I mean, it wasn't at the time there was no such a strong correlation between each level four having its fear. I was actually like helping on Carlos Ho's fear, and I was also working with Christiana on the RC program in terms of actually establishing it as a sphere. Mm-hmm. And the necessity uh, for someone overseeing conferences uh, was seen, and since I was available, I just proposed myself for the job. It was not necessarily something I was particularly fond of, but rather something that I I used to do, and I started working to become an let's say an expert or maybe someone very knowledgeable on that aspect. I'm definitely no expert. (laughs) So that's basically how I got to be in this position. So for for our listeners at home that might not have been uh, to a a conference before, maybe aren't judges, uh, what is a judge conference just at a high level? Let's start. Let's. I, I think it's going to be much more interesting if we start from the low level rather than okay. the, from the very high level, because the very high level is just, in many aspects, somewhat a bureaucratic process. And but once we go a bit oh, okay. to the lower level, it's it gets much more interesting. Basically, I, the story behind conferences, and it's something that goes along with some of the story of the judge program. And even though I'm not the oldest one, I've been here for 15 years. So, um... So I get to call you old man. Yeah, yeah, that's ah, fine. I like it. That's, that's absolutely fine. I like this. <laughs> um, basically, there were the old protors, the big, very, very big protors, before wizards changed how they treated them, to say in a way. Um where we used to have many, many, many judges, and there used to be points of uh, union for the judge program where people could transfer knowledge and people got to see other communities. And back then, during Sunday, which were like very slow days for the event itself, uh, the very first uh, conferences started, they were called seminars, back then, and they were basically, someone coordinated them, you got volunteers, and a group of 10, 15, maybe 20 judges, depending on who was talking and what was the topic about, would share some knowledge about something in the judge program, whether it was rules, it was some something not necessarily rules, like community or how to certify judges, basically sharing knowledge but not necessarily on the floor of an event, but taking some time off from the event and going somewhere quiet where we could discuss things that someone prepared. When the Pro ceased to exist in the way that we used to know them and started to be the shows that they are now would be very professional level, uh, and there were fewer judges being called for these events, 
the RCs sold the. Uh, this is how I remember the story. I might be wrong on many aspects, so bear with me. But I don't is, think this, anyone this, could correct this, you. No. Sure. So you're fine. You could be. Well, you could be like, oh, well, then the aliens came and yes. gave us the document, and I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, so when the aliens came. <laughs> uh, okay, so basically, RCs saw that this opportunity of the project was not going to be there anymore, and they took that idea and started applying locally. Many RCs were already doing it before that that change because they saw the importance of this transfer of knowledge that maybe they uh, saw once in a project and they brought it back home as an idea. I know for sure that I after my first. Pro tour or pro tours, I started this kind of meetings to like get together the community, and we did it in my my place. Like I asked my parents because I was probably like 18 or 19. I was still living with my parents if they could invite uh, some judges back to our house, and we just shared some food and discussed thing. Uh, I might prepare all the topics back then, or maybe there were some other judges coming who understood what we were doing and proposed to do the same. So it, the story of conferences is very, very long. And basically they started with these ideas of sharing knowledge outside of the, of the floor of an event and becoming events in themselves. Uh, Back to my, I, I got a bit derailed with some thoughts. Sorry, I digress a lot. Yeah, it's okay. Um, so back to the RC thing, we started to see that's something that RCs could coordinate. So I don't remember which kind of support we got back then. I know we got somebody that was very spontaneous, like, hey, Andy, I'm thinking of doing this during this event. Do you think we could get some support to actually encourage people to come? Because back then we, I mean, many people do know now what the conference is, like many more people than what they usually did in the past. But when we started this, like, why would I go to a conference? What is a conference? Many people don't don't know it today. That's very acceptable and truthful. But even more, or actually even less people knew it back then. We are talking about five years ago. That's how long... At the conference sphere exists in a more organized way. So conferences started to grow. Like one, one thing that one RCD started to spread and share the knowledge with others to the point that it some coordination was necessary. And, and that's, when that's right that's around the same time. Sorry, that's right around the same time. Five years ago, that's right around the time that Wizards was doing its first massive. Uh, I'll say judge acquisition push, right? Yes, uh, that makes sense. Yes. So, so the the judge program was growing a lot more. So suddenly there was a lot more. You know, before there was a small group of judges that would would come together, but the judge program started to grow, and so it was ending up with more judges were local. Uh, there was getting there was becoming more and more local judges who weren't traveling to pro tours and stuff like that. Absolutely, and since they don't go to, well, of course not to Pro Tours, but maybe not even to GPs because they are l local judges, 
we needed some way to still transfer the knowledge because they might not even have a local level too. So we needed to offer some opportunities for education which were not necessarily related to events that they might not even be interested or able to judge because they don't know competitive. So they're probably not going to get accepted to AGP, but we still need these people to learn all the things that we know. And we know that that does not happen only with articles and online publishing. We need other media like podcasts or getting face-to-face. And that's basically what conferences are all about, getting face-to-face, get to know each other, and get to share knowledge. Okay, so so like today, what does a what does a conference look like, or what if you had to describe what the average conference looked like, or is there such a thing as an average conference? Yeah, I think it does. Um, cultural differences will make one conference different from the other, whether you are holding it in somewhere in the U.S. versus some other place in the U.S. or South America or China or well, you get it, yeah. but. Um, Basically, you're looking into uh, an event which is going to last um, between, I would say, the shortest one will go at four hours, being that like the very low end. Most likely, it's going to be six, and they could range up to eight or even twelve. Or you can, I mean, there are already being experiences with multi-day conferences where. You might spend half a day during the conference, have another half doing something completely unrelated to the the actual conference, but kind of takes place around, like just sharing a weekend together somewhere in... Go play laser tag or explore the city with other judges, that kind of thing? Yeah, but even like living in the same place. Spending a weekend with a conference, but some other activities more community-oriented. That's something that's happening a lot. But let's say that basically you're looking into an eight-hour event where you'll go somewhere. There's going to be one or two, maybe three, or how many are needed on the day organizers, which are going to explain how things are going to run. And basically you have some sessions where maybe someone will explain something or there might be some activity where you'll be learning and being coached about how to improve aspects of judging, aspects of... I mean, judging in terms of the very hard skills, like learning the rules, learning how to apply the rules, learning something new about the rules, or maybe it's about something completely different, but still very oriented to judging, like maybe how to do investigations, how to do a deck check, things that every judge needs. Maybe some others will focus more on how to build your community, how to improve your judge base back home, what can you do for the judge program, what can the judge program do for you. I mean, basically we cover every topic that's possible to be taught and worth taught in the judge program during these conferences. Some might include even some games, like some trivias, or we had many, many games translated for these events where they focus on some education or community bonding aspect. Um, And I think that's mostly it. We also have some conferences which are official in the sense that uh, the judge program, thanks 
to Wizards of the Coast supports the conference presenters, organizers, and each attendance with some foil cards. That's especially true for those events which are a bit longer and might require you some investment on your side, like renting for a place to go or maybe even expenses to get there. So that's why the judge program and we of course understand that there is value in promoting this to the point that we give you something, let's say a promotional item for you to come. Okay, and so those those official conferences, um, so there's, there is the unofficial conferences where it's just people getting together. Uh, yes. Those, those can happen any number, any number of uh, times a year, spontaneous, not planned, uh, any or. Uh, CJ, I think you guys in Georgia uh, do these fairly regularly, right? Yeah, twice a year we try to do just a, um, what we call, we call mini conferences to make mm -hmm. it clear that, that they're not you know, supported, uh, not in the traditional sense, the, the foil support that the major conferences have. Yeah, I mean, we, it's it's not nece necessarily the focus of the conference here for now, but it's something that I, I as a lead, have always had in mind because I, I used to do them, we still do them here in Buenos Aires, uh, and it's just, let's call them gatherings, meetings. It's just get to meet with your judges, get to know them outside of an event, get to see that they are pretty nice people in most cases, and that you can actually hang out with them outside of an event, and also learn something on the way, because even if I don't prepare anything, I'm sure that when I get together with some of my local judges, they might have questions for which I have answers, but maybe... I just only I only need like the opportunity to talk about them. So yeah, I mean we we, we don't oversee them, but we definitely support them. We lo I particularly love to see when one of those gets created in Judge Apps because I know that there are more and more happening, which is just people understanding the concept of conferences and taking it to the local. Uh, how do you think? Yep. You just take exactly. bringing yeah, it home. Yeah. Bringing it home, exactly. Just like we did back then when we saw the conferences in the Pro Tours and brought them home and spread the idea. So these these official conferences, uh, as it were, how many is there? Is there a limit to how many there are, or geographically, how how's that determined? What's official and what's not? So for the official, we have uh, for the at least for the time we are looking, we are always looking into how to redefine and improve the program. But right now, what we have is that we give each RC, each regional coordinator, two conferences a year to employ to the best of the the RC and the region capacities. And we also are promoting for like this is the second year, so it's still fairly new. A different program, which is a leadership conference, which is a conference which is not, which is has a different goals. It looks to make sure that our leaders are also getting together face to face to discuss the big areas of the judge program in each of their regions, but. Speaking of like the open public ones, we have two a year, 
that's like the the basic package. Some RCs do talk to us and say, hey, okay, so this doesn't work very well for my region because each region is very, very different. And we, to the best of our possibilities, try to accommodate to what's best for us are the actual people who know what's the best for their the, the best use of conferences for their regions. Okay, so you guys, you guys t- take into consideration exception cases based on certain geographies. Oh, absolutely. Where where two might not be enough if the region is you know really large or travel in certain areas is very prohibitively expensive. Uh, absolutely, like, uh, I know um, Latin America. Take a case. We well, actually it was Adrian's idea, uh, Adrian Estop, the RC for Latin America, um, which, where he saw that we were having two conferences, one very much in the north, together with AGP, which is like the only chance that people in that area have to gather all together in a single city, and the same down here in the south, and what he decided was to say, okay, instead of doing these very large conferences along with GPs, uh, can then we break the support into smaller portions and do multiple conferences? So this year we are having, I think, five year five uh, conferences along the whole region. Do you understand that Latin America is like half a, an eighth of a continent? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's all all the way from Mexico to down here in Argentina or Chile, except in Brazil. So it's like a very long. Yeah. Story. I, I can't imagine it's like oh you get you get two conferences a year I guess if you're in Chile and you can't travel to eastern Brazil you're you know, oh well try again next year yep basically so um, and for example other regions are also doing the same like asking for less support for each conference but having more uh, conferences but that's something that yes when we get proposals to do that we are not only very happy to see that uh, RC is actually taking what we give them and accommodate it to their needs, but also I don't think we have any case where we couldn't find a middle ground. <laughs> okay. So is that is that would you say that that's one of the biggest the biggest hurdles to to conferences is just is just getting overcoming geography or is there other other things to cons- take into consideration? Which are hurdles for the sphere? You mean? Yeah, well, yeah. Just, I mean, the goal. The goal, obviously, we want we want to use conferences to to teach and promote and have judges learn. Uh, yet, what are what are some of the the is is just being able to get a bunch of judges in one location? Is that the big hurdle, or are there other concerns? Oh no, there there are so many concerns, and there there are so many things <laughs> going on at the same time. I mean, during conferences. Very similar to organizing an event. Uh, I mean, you're actually organizing an event. Uh, it's just a different kind of event. You actually need to not like get the people together, get a room for them, uh, a room which needs to have some basic things covered. Like, okay, you need chairs. You need it to be somewhat quiet. You might need even more than one room because you have a lot of people. 
then maybe someone needs a projector, some other needs some other thing. You need uh, presenters. The presenters need to be not only qualified or actually skilled in what they want to say, but also in how they say it. Because many people know a lot of things about magic, but not necessarily how to transfer that knowledge. So there are so many moving parts in the conference. Um, we here in the conference here are very, very thankful. And I want to thank. I'll take the opportunity to thank all the conference organizers because I know that they do a tremendous job to get this stuff pulled together. And also to the presenters because they also spend a lot of their time preparing for this. So so let's let's jump around a, a little bit from the from the list of questions uh, since this seems sure. to be a good point. Uh, so I am let's say I'm organizing a, or I decide I want to organize a conference. I talk to my regional coordinator and I, I'm going to I'm going to give a real hypothetical example, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, let's say I I talk to my RC and I go and I'm like, "Hey, is it getting around time?" for a for a conference and he goes yes uh this one i want in let's say orlando florida okay uh would you would you yeah well i'm, I'm just talking about this because it was like the, the last one that we just did um so i said it's a real hypothetical example um so we go okay uh that's the the geographic location um would you like to brian would you like to do this and i go yeah sure uh, and in this particular case, it was uh, uh, Travis Kaufman and Michael Puccio uh, were the two uh, the two judges. Now, what resources are available for those people who just got uh, handed? Hey, go make something awesome. So the very first place I would point everyone to is to our blog, the Sphere blog. Uh, there we have various resources most particularly we have them like separated for what's the purpose of them we have content where we can see some content to present that's not what we are looking for right now uh, next we have policies and guidelines which is exactly what we are looking for right now which is uh, our best practices information on how to get this uh, conferences done we have like a very like a very comprehensive document which explains most of the things you should consider I mean like if you want if you do a full read there you should have a pretty good idea of how to organize a pretty good conference we also have a smaller document which helps a lot with tracking many times uh, the pitfalls are not so much on what you do but when you do them and you end up rushing things through whereas if you used uh, our recommended timelines for many things. Uh, I mean, that, that, that comes from years of experience and seeing how things are done and how, like, for example, making sure that you have, not only you have presenters, but you know what they are going to talk to you about and how good those presentations are. If you start putting that... Uh, as an important thing like one month ahead, which is what we recommend and request, we know for sure that if you are pinging the presenters one month ahead, that means that the presenters are very ready to present one month ahead, not one hour before. 
So that's the kind of thing that we'll explain and try to transfer to people who are organizing conferences to make sure that it gets as best as we can. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, I'm, dis- yeah. I'm discussing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's important. So on the on the blogs.magicjudges.org, there's a, a conferences sphere blog, and it has a ton of information uh, on what you as an organizer need to do uh, to get your conference, as well as you said, a, there's a timeline document that says, you know, four weeks out, do this, six weeks out, do this, eight weeks out, do this, that kind of thing. So it almost gives you a script to work from, mm-hmm. but you have enough room to customize it, right? Well, I, mean, I mean, sure. I mean, like when I, I say, when I say that, like conferences are, are kind of unique. In, in the sense that, you know, the, the organizer might do something slightly different with each one, you, like a day, two days, six hour, maybe organize a, a dinner or something like that afterwards. Absolutely. Um, so, okay, so I want to present at a conference. I find out, email goes out, conference in two and a half months, uh, this location, and I go, ooh, I want to present. I haven't done. I haven't presented. I'm excited to do this. Um, I want to present on slow play or sure. something, something like that. Okay. What what do I what do I do? What resources are available to me as someone who wants to present? Okay. So um, we are we've been doing for the last few months. Uh, we've focused a lot on improving the quality of our presenters because as I said we have many people who know a lot about slow play but how you teach slow play and how can make all the difference between having a very engaging and interesting situation to having a very slow playing presentation where people just get bored so uh, whereas in the very first years of the judge's uh, the conference sphere, we focus a lot on organizing the conferences. What has been our focus for most of this year has been on the actual presenters. If you go to the blogs.magicjudges.org slash conferences, there's a section called presenters where we have a wide... I mean, we, what we are doing is we are putting a lot of articles there. Actually, they're not there now that I see it. I should fix this, but... <laughs> Under the tag of presenters, uh, there are a lot of uh, articles that we are publishing about how to engage your um, your attendance, how to get the, the audience on your side, um, mistakes that people do when they don't know better about how to do or how to attack this situation. And there are things that just by reading an article, you say, hey, I, I think I should, I can probably avoid those mistakes or do those things that they're recommending. And they're like, they make a change on how people react to conference. Okay, cool. Let me ask you this. Um, can I net deck a seminar? Like, uh, I, like yes. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I want to do a slow play, but maybe I don't have time or I don't think I have time to to put like a big a slide deck together. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is there are there like templates or something like that that I could 
like I said, net deck? <laughs> yeah, yes and no. Okay. So we have a uh, one of our projects is the content project, which aims to gather the different presentations which are made uh, throughout the world to have some sort of uh, library where, yes, in we could say that, yes, you could pick one of those apps and have something kind of ready to do. But I would say, and using your, um, your expression of net decking, <laughs> I would say that that's as good as grabbing a deck from the internet and not play test it even once before going to your event. You need to make the deck uh, your own. You need to understand, uh, okay, this is an aggro deck or this is a combo deck. Okay, that once you understand that very basic thing, you need to actually start playing some hands to see how it goes. Maybe you want to play test some games. Well, the same goes with conferences. Yes, they're, they are there for you to see and some are very ready to pick up, but that's probably not enough. I mean, we are asking our presenters to be better than that. We actually ask our presenters to actually make the content their own because we understand that presentations are much better and people learn and feel much better when they're actually being presented by someone engaged and who understands not only what he's being said he's saying sorry but how he's saying it and if you just grab the deck and drop by event you're probably going to be killing the wrong creatures all day <laughs> so yes we have a we have this uh, library we and we have a preferred way to use it which might not be exactly net decking but yes we have resources for people to go and for example grab a presentation to use as a base, like say I'm going to do a deck uh presentation. Okay, I have some slides, maybe I have some images, maybe even I have some ideas which I can take from these two or three presentations I found here about deck checks, but I also want to add this part. So yes, I, we believe that this uh, content section, which is actually a separate blog because we have we had like many many information which we didn't want to get mixed so it's like a different parallel blog specifically for that project there's a lot of content there which can be used which is very good we are uh, we don't necessarily put everything there if we think we are covered for some topic we might not add them because we have enough uh, and yes, that's definitely a good resource for everyone who wants to say, hey, I want to present something about something. I can go there and see what other people did about this something and how they did it. And maybe that's going to be the Kickstarter for me to make something new. Maybe it's going to be a recollection of some of those. Okay. Everything works. So so there, there is a library, but the hope is that you'll use it as as a, a reference point to see what others have done as opposed to something you just grab and and uh, and run out there and get up there in front of the group and those are the first time the words have come out of your mouth. We would hope that that's right. how it is, yes. Okay. Yeah, the, uh, just if if you do I, I'll say I'll say when you when you do present uh, yeah, put some practice times in there, because if it's the first time that you've 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 spoken those words out loud, it, people can tell. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it 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 
you can definitely tell when someone is very knowledgeable of what what he's talking about, but he has not rehearsed it. So maybe you have these conferences which are super interesting, but maybe they are like 15 minutes long because you didn't just didn't realize that it was very short. Or maybe the complete opposite, which is very <laughs> much more the case, where conferences that just drag along, even if they're interesting, I'm not saying that, but maybe they are too long for the time that you have slotted. Or maybe you just need to know how things are going to flow because otherwise your conference, your presentation can just go through the window. That's why we rehearse every episode of JudgeCast before we record the real thing. We do. Absolutely. We've, we've, I, we've had these same conversations like three times already today. Yeah. The jokes are so stale by now. <laughs> uh, you would, I just had to talk to be clear. I'm still on the episode. <laughs> hey, 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 that was my, my turn. My turn. <laughs> the, one, the one episode where, where CJ mispronounced uh, portcullis, it took us so many times for him to get how to pronounce it wrong just right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I have a I have a seminar out there that's recorded. It's on head judge announcements, but I actually cover pretty heavily because everything I say there basically applies to seminars too, which is uh, how important practice is. Like just practicing a few times will it just makes you sound so far ahead. Uh, it makes you sound like you practiced. I don't know if I practiced what I was about to say, it would have come out better just then. Mm-hmm. It's odds. Odds are. If it's the first time that you've done anything, you're going to get up there and you're going to start talking and you're going to realize halfway through one of your points that, boy, if you just approached it a different way, you know, you could you could express what you wanted to say much clearer or yes. or you realize, oh, it'd be so much better if I covered this topic or in or, <laughs> or, or this particular point And I've now missed that opportunity. So I'm going to come back to it. And it's going to be all awkward. Right. It's okay, Brian. We'll take you as a presenter again. It's. It's. I. I know. I. <laughs> hey, man. Last time you, I had. You'll get. Cards. You'll get better. I had note cards and I shuffled them around when I was practicing. Going, nope. I want it to be in this order. And then, you know, I got mad because I'd already written the numbers down on the order that the, the note cards were supposed to be in, and I changed the order and didn't change the numbers. <laughs> so, oh well. Brian, you did a seminar on presenting seminars, but none of that, like there are no slides or anything. No, 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 not not on that one, Uh, mainly because, so this this is a little bit of uh, advice that I'll give uh, both presenters and people organizing conferences. Uh, Find out how many projectors you have access to early on. Uh, Odds are you're going to have a lot less projectors than you do people who need projectors or want projectors so i've i've kind of taken the hit and decided that i'm going to try and do seminars that don't use a projector just so that uh the people that that do need them can uh can use them but yeah so i did a a a seminar on uh how to present and what spawned that was it was just like most seminars it's just like a little spark of inspiration um i did uh, I was the organizer for a conference in Tallahassee, and we did these exit surveys uh, instead of uh, instead of signing an attendance sheet uh, to say that I was at this this seminar. You had to fill out a survey on the presentation, and if you turned in four of them, 
which was the number of, of sessions that we had, that, that counted as you attending the, uh, the conference for the day. And so I took all the, the seminar results and I'm going through them. And some of the questions were, what did the presenter do well? What did the present, what could the presenter improve upon? Or, and then what was your overall takeaway in addition to other things? And one of the, the, the points that came up was that that was requested of presenters was or one of the complaints was didn't repeat questions from the audience you know because that's a big problem at conferences is being able to hear people and so there was there were some people that both got praised for doing for repeating questions from the audience and then some that got that got dinged for not and the the you know I was going over the results with uh, with my regional coordinator and I was like I said, hey, on the good note, you didn't get dinged for this thing that some other guys did, which is repeating questions. And he goes, well, well, duh, that's just presenting 101. <laughs> and the second he said that, it was like, yep, that's going to be my topic for the next uh, for the next seminar I'm going to do is presenting 101. How to get, you know, so. OK, looks looks like you owe me an article now. I did a video. <laughs> I recorded the <laughs> thing. Was it? Yeah. Oh, where's is that available? It's what? What store did we? What store was the Georgia conference at? Super Games. Super Games is okay. Damien, I'll I'll find the video and I'll shoot you the 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 link. And then you awesome. write it down, Damien. Yeah. Then you write. You just transcribe. <laughs> I already gave you an article, man. I know that's a very <laughs> very good article. We we also have articles about organizers. Yeah. I, I I love when I see them. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, that was, that was when he was talking about games. That was the conference that CJ, uh, blew it all in Final Jeopardy. We had, we had, we had the senior judge from each, each state in the region, uh, or well, well, uh, uh, Mississippi, Alabama, and, and Georgia. Um, they played Jeopardy. CJ had a commanding lead and blew it all in Final Jeopardy. Good work. I, how are you not gonna bet it all? What? How are you not gonna bet no, it all? No, you like... got you got you got overly confident. I, I would still argue my answer was correct. By the way, and you that's... asked for the section, not the subsection. Oh, come on! That's like that's like the the episode of Cheers where where uh, uh, Cliff is playing Jeopardy and they give like three names of people and his answer is uh, uh, who are people who have never been in my kitchen. And uh, he made a big stink about how his answer was technically correct, too. <laughs> so, all right. Sorry, sorry, Dan. You got to hear our, our, a little bit of our post-show bickering. <laughs> um, That's fine. So, um, so from a, uh, so what, um, let me ask this question about, um, yeah, so what, what kind of topics are, uh, or have you guys noticed are like the most popular or the most requested uh, or the most successful? I, I don't know. Uh, we're not drilling that down at the moment in terms of what's being presented. That's a good question. <laughs> um, no, I, I, in terms of what, which are the topics, that's something that, or at least that's something that I initially have always deferred very much on the RCs because they understand very 
well or much better than we can, what's important for their community to learn? Because maybe one of your conferences is going to be in a very well-advanced city where most of its community is going to be very used to some things and they will need some other knowledge. And maybe sometimes you have to go like very basic, like, okay, what's the triggered, what's the static, what's whatever. You have to go like to the basic rules because that's what the judges need right, right there, right now. So we have never like uh, put ourselves in general, uh, like as a as a sphere on what is being taught. We made some attempts; they never got much traction, and we do have a plan somewhere uh, of like making a like a preset conference like okay this is what you should be presenting right now we are that's an idea we have we might implement it someday can i can i make a suggestion then uh, we, we are always hoping for okay. suggestions so so something that we've done with the last few few conferences is in the application we actually ask if there's a topic that they're specific that uh people are specifically interested in Mm -hmm. um, and what, at least, at least in the southeast, uh, again, I can only speak to that to that region. Uh, the two topics that we found that get consistently asked for are uh, investigations, like how to how to tell if someone's cheating, and how to get to L two. Like, what type of things do you have to do, and what type of things do you have to know in order to get to L two? So, yeah. those those tend to be. Um, at least, again, in our region, the most heavily attended conferences and the most frequently requested. So yeah, I'm, I'm thinking if, if, you, if you have, uh, you could probably for conferences, maybe if you require that question to be asked, and then uh, in addition to submitting the, the list of, of that kind of things, uh, if they submit back to you the, the requests that people put in, that might allow you to kind of get a, a an overall idea of the areas that people are asking for. Thank you for giving me more more work, Brian. Always a pleasure. <laughs> You're welcome. But but yeah, yeah I mean, uh, well, but yeah, definitely. I mean, there there are many areas where yes, that, uh, I'll take the idea. I will steal it and say it it was mine. And sorry, it's not like and there's if any, any, and, uh, and if anyone shows this record, I will deny it. Absolutely. <laughs> But, uh, yes, I mean, there are many things which we can keep on improving. And, yes, there's a lot of data we can still be pulling out, improvements. Absolutely. And we are always looking for ideas like yours because I live where I live and I get to maybe 2 or 3% of the conferences that are worldwide. So I cannot, I mean, absolutely, uh, everyone's is my eyes and ears. And, uh I mean, I as a lead, but um, all the project leads and, and most everyone who's involved in the conference sphere is very open to suggestions and feedback because there are many, many, many more people attending conferences than people working in the conference sphere. So we need that kind of feedback to improve what we provide to the community. All right. Uh, I got a few more questions. Uh, one of them is, uh, have you heard of, 
and I don't know. I'm I'm curious about this. Any really cool, neat novel presentation where you heard about it and you're like, wow, that was really awesome. Uh, I've heard that they're they're going around very great workshops about investigations. I know that Jared somewhat started one. Uh, one of those which started moving and spreading around. I don't know if there have been others, but there's definitely like a movement of these workshop uh, presentations on investigations which are going, which are getting a lot of traction and they, everyone says they're very, very good. Yeah. Um, then, yes, I mean, from the reports we get, we ask each RC to bring back a report of how the conference did, back to the sphere and for WOTC. Um, and yes, some people do get like stand out like, hey, this is this guy made this awesome presentation. He was the best presenter again. So yeah, some people do start to like pop out like, okay, so we have these very good people going around here. So when we see them as presenters, we know that they're going to deliver great material. Um, I don't know if that even remotely answers your question. So, so no. the so the, so the Jared's uh, the Jared's <laughs> investigation seminars. Uh, I've I've I haven't been to one of Jared's, uh, but I've been to one of the clones of it. Mm -hmm. um, it's their their workshops, so they're they're smaller than. Uh, seminars and they involve uh, role playing. So a, a you are actually called to the table as a judge, and there is a scenario, and it may be something simple and straightforward, or it may be there may be something devious going on, or a player may be getting upset, or you know a player may be a bully or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and and it's since there's several people around, it happens, and then you make your ruling, and then you discuss what happened. You know, what maybe did, did some of the other people? Uh, and it's it was really cool. Now that's that's not something that you can have in a big giant, you know, classroom type setting. Twenty thirty people involved. Uh, no, that's not no. something that you're going to be able to do. But as a, as a small group, it was really good. Well, but but because. Uh, when we, as, uh, as an organization, started doing this kind of stuff, what happened is that we had very few instructions on how to actually do it. So we went first for what came naturally for everyone, which is, okay, what happened in high school, maybe even college, I don't know. You have one person, one uh, lecturer, someone who speaks, and the audience listens. And that's like the very first thing that you think when you think of a seminar, like someone is talking, she's playing things and you just listen, maybe participate someone with a question or some exchange, but not much more than that. And there are many other ways to present uh, the knowledge and transfer it, which are not necessarily in that, uh, in that manner, way. Um, right. So that's some of the work we are doing with the presenters project which is taking lessons and knowledge which is not necessarily very complicated it's not uh, 
rocket science. But if there are things that you will probably don't not get naturally, like for example, if you get asked the question, repeat it because everyone else did not hear it. That's very basic, that's very simple, that's something that everyone can do and makes a great improvement on the presentation. Other formats other than the presenter and attendants just listening work very well and that's something that we are starting to recommend. Okay, cool. Now, um, one, of, one, of the, one of the things that, that I personally enjoy about conferences and is just getting together. I mean, when you get like 100 judges that some of them, like a lot of times, especially with PPTQs now, uh, where you might not necessarily uh, hang out. You know, you don't mm -hmm. have these big PTQ events where you might get five or six judges together on staff at an event. PPTQs are more the norm where it's one, maybe two mm -hmm. uh, judges. The opportunity to, to hang out with your buddies or make new ones is is a massive draw. I mean, it's just the appeal of, you know, players will get together and go to the, go to the big big tournaments they'll 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 pile in the car and they'll drive hours uh judge conferences are kind of like the judge I'd almost say like the judge equivalent of a GP for players where you get to go and you get to you get to have fun you get to hang out with your friends you get to go dinner afterwards see people that you haven't seen in a long time uh hopefully check out some cool conferences uh cool seminars uh get some swag uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a blast. I love them. Uh, so what I want to ask the next question is, okay, so I'm an L1, maybe new L2. There's a, there is a, a, one of my regional conferences is coming up. How do I find out about that or how do I apply to it? You know, what's that, what's that process look like? Uh, okay, so for the time being, my suggestion is for you to first of all get into Judge Apps if you're not knowledgeable of that tool already. Uh, I will not <laughs> delve into explaining all the things that Judge Apps does, but one of the things that it manages is events. Um, all of the official conferences, not necessarily all of the unofficial ones, but all of the official ones have an event there. You can create some filters to look for them or even receive an email where, for example, a conference is taking place in your region or in any other region. You, I think you can set it however you want it. And basically you'll get a mail saying, hey, they, there's this conference happening here. They are usually also announced in their regional forums. So there, I mean, if you're looking at judge apps, you will find them with ease. And the other option that we are starting to offer, it's not, it has not been like officially announced yet because we are still working on it and we want to do the proper announcement when we are done. But we are doing a work with uh, David Gutesa where we are creating a calendar for all of our conferences. It's also in our blog. You can already see it there. We are still working on some some like adjusting it a bit more, but it should be really pretty soon, and it's basically a very good way to also say, okay, so let's see what's coming up, because maybe you will see a conference which is not necessarily in your region, but you can somehow make it because you're going to be in that area, or maybe you want to get to know how that community from 
Latin America works and exchanges ideas. So that conference uh, calendar hopefully will will give you another view of what's going on. I, I think it's also very good for the community to see that we are hosting probably as many GPs as be, are being done in a year. Like if we have something like 50 GPs a year, we also have even more than 50 conferences a year. So you probably have a conference happening each and every weekend. Sometimes you get multiples somewhere in the world. So it's a pretty awesome program. <laughs> it's cool. pretty big. Yep. Cool. Um, all right. So is there is there anything else that we haven't touched on that you, you specifically want to wanna hit on? Or did we cover... Do we cover all the the topics? Uh, yeah, I think with you know, one thing that maybe we want to mention is that conferences are great. There are great opportunities for learning. There are great opportunities for getting to be meet people. Um, but we want the community to understand that they're they mean some effort and they mean some investment from the judge program in how we put our resources and efforts. So we want people to treat them. Uh, I don't know if seriously is the word, but maybe with respect. Sometimes, like, when you're working very hard to organize a conference or present a topic, and then, for example, you see that your attendants are playing with their cell phones, it gives you the, yeah, okay, so why am I taking this effort? And at the same time, you're asking, okay, so why are you taking the effort to come to the conferences if you are going to be playing with your cell phone? So we want, like to make people value them, but also like, yes, have this respect for the people who are doing it and putting a great effort on putting the, this together. Because as I said, there are like, there are 100 to, to 200 people events, and it's definitely some effort to get all the gears going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, living on a, living on a high note. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's I I will tell you that that is, that is probably like one of the biggest pet peeves of conferences is when someone shows up and I'll say it just for the foils. Mhm. Right? Uh they're sitting there, they're chatting on their phone, they're you know, playing uh they're playing Angry Birds, they're doing a crossword puzzle, you know, knitting a sweater, whatever. <laughs> um, that's, that's just, you know, you're making it very clear what you came for. Yep. And it's, it is, um, you know, we don't like it. And uh, I think it's specific, specifically in our region, uh, if we see you doing that, well, you know, that, that seminar that you just went to doesn't count. You know, yep, that's what we come but we also don't want to put people in the role of policemen. So we actually want to work on the people and not necessarily on the. I mean, we want to work on better on the um, carrot, not so much on the stick. But yes, we have the stick. Yeah. So we would rather not use it. So pay attention, enjoy. <laughs> right. You drove some number of miles to learn something. Oftentimes there should be multiple multiple seminars going on at once. Go to one that you find interesting. You know, even if you um, got to stand, even if you got to stand in the back. Mm-hmm. That. Um, yep. So, uh, all right, cool. 
I don't have. I, I think I don't have anything. CJ. No, I'm good. All right. I don't, I don't think I actually asked a single question. <laughs> I was just enthralled. Good work, CJ. Yes. <laughs> Stellar. See, All right. CJ, hold on. CJ in Atlanta, I'm going to give him a little bit of praise for this, did a, uh, a seminar on Morph that mm-hmm. was really amusing because what he did was is he grabbed audience members and made them the Morph creatures. And so he would, when he needed to turn a Morph creature face down, he would actually physically manipulate the person uh and like he gave them like little tags to wear on the front and the back of their shirts and when he tapped them he would turn them over sideways (laughs) and it was it got a big laugh from people because and the crowd really got into it and it was really engaging and a lot of people had a, a a good time and so that's just kind of a novel uh a novel approach of involving the audience and getting them to sit up and pay attention because they got somebody up in the front of the crowd be, doing something goofy um it, it'll it uh alleviates uh, uh or it makes those people who might be sitting in the back playing on their phones might go hey what's going on maybe i should pay attention to this um so I just wanted to give him, uh, CJ, uh, my, my fellow host here, a, a shout out for, for a really good presentation on Morph. And, and th- you're, not, you're not jealous that I had the highest rated presentation. I am a little, a little, I am always second place, never, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. It's just, <laughs> it's. But uh, really, that was based on, it was actually based on something you said earlier where, uh, you said you try to come up with presentations that don't need a projector. And for that one, like in my head, my original idea was, you know, if I use a projector, I can kind of mock up these morphs with various effects on them. You know, what does that look like? Uh, But then I was like, well, wait, you know, how can I do this without a projector? And that's what led me to that point. And then people seem to really like it. Um, So, so uh, restrictions bred breeds creativity. Creativity. Yes. I heard that before. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So, CJ, are we emails? No. No, I don't think any emails this time. I think we might end up dedicating an episode to emails the way we're going right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll skip them because we're we're a little over an hour at this point. So, uh, Damien, I, w- I want to thank you for being on. We really appreciate it. You're. Uh, oh no! Thank you for inviting me. Your depth of knowledge was extensive. Yes, thank you for calling me old. <laughs> but you're not. You're well, younger than both of us. No, no, no. 15 years as a judge, that's older than both of us combined. He's, yeah, he's three times our judge age. Three times our judge age. But yeah. young Individually. Than our real age. Well, now, now you know what happens. Don't lose your hair. It's, it's... <laughs> <laughs> Too late. It's already happening. Oh. So. It's, it's, it's never late, Ryan. It's never late. It's coming. Oh. So, uh... Damien, in the show notes, I'll add a link to your Conference Sphere blog. Did you have any other kind of contact information or anything, any links, anything at all you wanted to share? No, I think we're we're doing our best uh, to make sure that we have a single point where we put everything. So just exploring that blog should, I'm not saying it's going to be easy to explore it because, uh, well, we are not the best yet at setting it up, but if you explore that blog, you should find everything we have to offer. Great. 
All right. Well, if people out there want to contact us and send us an email so that we don't read it on the air, you can email us at judgecast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash judgecast or tweet at us at twitter.com slash judgecast. It is awesome. Tumblr. And judgecast.tumblr.com. Hey, we got like seven followers. And follow us on Zoom Radio and Stitcher. Stitcher? And... Yes, and carrier pigeon. I don't iTunes. iTunes. Give us, lead us an iTunes review. I don't know. You're making me list everything we have. <laughs> I just thought I'd go with the major ones. Hey, you the minor, the minor ones don't become major ones unless you promote them. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again, Damien, for being on. Thank you, too. Thanks to everyone for listening. My name is Cedar Schrader. I keep it fair. I'm Brian Perlin. I keep it fun. fart sounds the end of the show or yeah oh okay you, you know you know i always put fart sounds at the end so i know that it's the end i i did not that's, that's an old podcaster's trick from the from the 50s from the 50s yeah the